0: Bush and Ritchie here with your Hometime Show podcast. What you're about to hear is something really different on the Hometime Show. We're going to take conceptual radio, thematic radio, to the next level in the six o'clock, six o'clock hour of the show you're about to hear.
1: People often say that this is a medium that really excels using the theatre of the mind. Well, I'd, I'd love to think that you guys have just booked yourself onto Broadway.
0: It really is. It's the IMAX of Theatre of the Mind, so buckle up, get ready, here's the show. <laughs> It's home time on a Monday night with Bush and Richie. Good to all have all of yous on board, and we hope you had a good weekend.
1: Uh, yes, we do. Went to fireworks on uh, Saturday evening. Uh, you know when you go to the fireworks, uh, these kind of events, are nighttime events, you have got kids there. Uh, one of the prerequisites is to buy those spinning LED windmills. Those infernal, infernal things. There'll generally be some questionable characters yep. selling them for a very, very big markup. Well, yep. I went to one on Saturday night. There was one. One person selling LED uh, spinning windmills, and they were only taking cash uh, in 2021. Only <laughs> taking cash. Uh, quite some markup. <laughs> so disappointed toddler didn't get one. Speaking to a friend of mine yesterday, his dad is a bulk buying hero because what he does ahead of any of these big events is goes online, orders a massive job lot of these spinning LED windmills. Oh wow! Hands them out to all the kids they go to the event, you haven't got to pay the massive markup to the uh, questionable characters who are selling
0: them for a tenner when they only cost about 50p each. Yeah. What a bulk-buying hero. That's amazing, so he's kind of broken the control of these scallywaves. Exactly, yeah. Well, do you know what, i I'll never forget, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before, but I st- it still resonates with me, when, back in my university days, when you might say I've had a few shandies on a Friday night, oh, yeah. if we were staying over at my friend Ke- uh, Kester's house in Cardiff, I remember him coming into the lounge one morning whilst we are all sat there, or people kipping on sofas and stuff, feeling a little bit tired and emotional. Of course. And he produced, um, he bought, he bulk bought a load of those, um, you know those uh, microwavable hot flannels you get on an air airplane when you're about to land? Yeah. He handed them out with little uh, uh, tweezer things or tongs. Amazing. And we all had a little lovely warm face wipe. He was a, he, he's a bulk buying hero.
1: He is a bulk buying hero. Just what you need tired and emotional on a Saturday morning after a, a, a tough Friday night.
0: I might get some for nowadays actually after our daughter's been up in the <laughs> night or something. <laughs> so look, there's two names to put straight up on the Heroes Board of the Bulk Buying Heroes. Uh, let's be clear about this. Uh, this is a celebration. This hour of the show is a celebration of people who go to Cash and Carry. It is, really. I remember my, my mum and dad used to run an old people's home when I was a kid, so we used to have access to... It was called Booker's Cash and Carry in yeah. Devon. And I've never seen anything like it. It was amazing, like huge trays and boxes of sweets and Everything you could think of, but in much bigger volumes than you've ever seen before in your life. Like crates and pallets of these things. So, if you've got access to a cash and carry and you've bulk bought something to try and get around the extortionate prices that you get at these events, tell us about it. Remember going to one and coming away with a, hun-
1: a tray of 100 Sharpie pens.
0: Oh, it's good. I didn't need 100 Sharpie pens. Uh, so, what's his name? Is he leave his name, this fella? Oh, Tim. Uh, hi, I work for Booker Stroke Macro. I was saying this legendary uh, cash and carry back in the day when I lived in Devon called Booker. Uh, 20 years of bulk buying here, never run out of loo rolls. And just, i me just suggest, get yourself down on one of these cash and carries. Two words, massive lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Huge lasagna. Carl,
2: you a bulk buying hero? Uh, well, during Covid, when everyone was panic buying toilet rolls and everything else, no one could get eggs. And because I had a van, I went searching for stuff. Bearing in mind, months before that, years before that, I considered doing my own business anyway. And I, I found, I found uh, a farm... Uh, down in Headcorn in Kent, near Mason, who were who had eggs basically. <laughs> so I went and bought, bought eggs and no word of a lie, it lasted about ten weeks. At the beginning when no one had any eggs, it's brilliant. At the end at the end of the ten weeks, people the supermarkets had got their act together and they had eggs, so people stopped buying from me basically. But the first weekend I got the eggs, I no word of a lie, sold two thousand eggs in the space of one weekend.
1: Wow. <laughs> it's like a big egg boom. From the back of a van.
2: Uh, yeah, basically. Basically, I've got an extra, uh, My business, I'm a courier business, so it's okay. So I've got an extra long, wheel based and And like I say, you know, uh, when you travel around like I do and you have a big van, why not make use of it? And if no one can get eggs and I'm doing the delivery business, well, of course, I'm going to go and find some eggs and deliver them.
0: And fair That's play. I do. do, you, do you know, the and, interesting yeah, thing is, it it, you, from what you're saying then, the story, um, it kind of, there was a bit of a downturn then when people had eggs and you couldn't shift your own eggs, is that right? <laughs>
2: As the weeks went by, uh, although I did try to sell other things, and people did like my eggs, ultimately, for whatever reason, maybe they had too many eggs. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they all missed, missed their mouths, and maybe they had egg on their faces, and I didn't what? come up with any health warning. And uh, so they didn't want my eggs anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> cracking job. See what he's done there.
2: Thank you very much. Cheers, Carl.
0: (laughs) Obviously, we got a lot of texts and tweets into this show. We can't use all of them. I'll just read the beginning of the one from Manny that we're going to use. He says, My mate Bulk bought Soviet-made adult love toys. Sorry, Manny, we're not going to use that. Uh, Francesca, though, from Woking, says, "Uh, Bush and Ritchie, I used to run a coffee bar in a garden centre up to four years ago. Still going to Booker's Cash and Carry for five cases of water in bottles for my four kids' lunch bags. Loving the work. Uh, And then this.
1: Just heard your spin on uh, the spinning sellers. My daughter just came back from Disney on ice with my two grand daughters. They passed the guys that were uh, selling the, uh, the questionable ones outside and went inside and bought the official merchandise. 50 quid down Ooh. and two super spinners later, they wished they coughed up with the cash and carry guys.
0: Got a good feeling about this fella who's on the line right now. Richie, uh, tell us about your bulk buying heroism.
3: Well, as a, a member of the brewery, you could get 24 bottles of beef for um, 6 quid. Right. So you had the fruity stuff, the lemonade stuff, the beer, and, uh, yeah, going to run to the sun in Newquay. This was years ago. Ended up, yeah, buying a few every week, and then uh, ended up with over 300 bottles of beer in the caravan. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hang on. Were you, then, were you then reselling it out of your caravan at this festival?
3: <laughs> no, that would have been a re- really good idea, but the people I went with were pretty heavy on the... Beer anyway so uh, oh my god there's
0: me god. thinking you're an entrepreneur that's <laughs>
3: my you know the the, the, the craft <laughs>
0: ale Alan sugar and he's just drunk a lot in a caravan <laughs>
3: that's it pretty much when you hang around with the guys that I was at the time yeah you uh, you had to save it all for yourself what
0: a oh. rum
1: old lot that's not the story that I was no. expecting but it's
0: funny <laughs> and, and tell us you've seen the light now you you're more you behave yourself you're more you're more responsible is that right <laughs> it's in the past um,
3: yeah like I say that was back in the day so no more of that stuff no no good man <laughs>
0: I noticed something really unusual when I was walking home the other night. I did a couple of late walks home last week, mm-hmm. uh, and it was pitch black in Leon C., where I live. I got off, the, uh, got off the train, walked up the hill, and it was absolutely pitch black, to the point where I had to use my mobile phone for a torch like the flipping Scott expedition. I mean, the clocks have changed, Bush. But still, we're talking about midnight. And Joe, it was really pitch black. Like I couldn't see anything. Uh, unfortunately for me as well, it was so dark. I went over on my ankle. I twisted my ankle, which added an unfair uh, uh, assumption that I was smashed. Well, I'd had a couple of beers. It's nothing worse is if you're kind of like, you've only had a couple, but you fall. Then you know, people draw inference they from that. Do, it's not yeah. fair. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, back to the story. So, uh, first time walked up there, pitch black. Very, very strange. I thought, oh, maybe it's a one-off, maybe there's a power cut in our local area. Walked up home again, sober this time, about two or three days later. Again, completely pitch black in the Leon Sea area. And I was thinking, am I on to something here? And I'm starting to wonder now, right? Maybe, maybe, and this is a conspiracy theory, I just want to share it with yourself and the, and the Home Time Show audience. Maybe Southend Council is sneakily switching off the streetlights late at night to save cash on the sly. Wow. Could that be a thing? Because... That's really dark. Like, surely street lights are supposed to stay on for a bit, aren't they, overnight? That's the whole point of the damn things.
1: Okay, so I've got a few
0: questions now. Go on. I, I'm
1: beginning to understand that you could be onto something. I, I thought initially you were struggling with the time of year. You have got your seasons sometimes mixed up
0: previously. I still don't know what order they go in. So, what kind of time were you getting back again? This is around about midnight. Walking up from the train station, around about midnight. I kid you not. Every single street light, not just like dimmed down a little bit, completely off. Now, you see, I've done some late night walks back recently. We're a right pair of characters, aren't we? Sometimes I've fallen over as well.
1: It's weird, it's the shoes. It just isn't happens, it? isn't it? Uneven yes. pavements. Age, maybe. Yeah. But I haven't noticed it being pitch black. Maybe maybe around my place, The can- we're different
0: councils. But this it? You, is it. Maybe is it Ware Council? Where Council. Yeah, council? Harvest, Harford, something like that. Maybe they're, they're a bit flushed, Think, let's keep them on <laughs> overnight. South End, maybe trying to save money a little bit. Uh, so, for example, I just put this on Twitter a couple of minutes ago. Caroline Lee says, Ours are completely off between 1am and 5am. Main roads and major junctions stay lit. Thank you very much, Surrey, she adds.
1: Interesting. Well, Surrey would be flush with money, so what are they doing?
0: Well, they said, it, lording it right up. So, look, I swear Southend Councillor sneaky switching the lights off, uh, street lights off overnight to save a bit of cash. Could this be a thing? Eight, twelve, fifteen. 12, if you have any intel on it, we'd love to hear from you. Tom has texted from Potter's Bar, which would be the same kind of councillor as I am, he says,
1: lights on our road go off at midnight, come on at 6am, is to help everyone outside, get a good night's sleep. This is interesting. Maybe I should set my alarm for after midnight. Yeah. See if they're doing it around my area as well.
0: Or maybe they pay someone to, like, go be at the end of the street. Uh, most people at the end of the street have got that kind of little weird box that someone sits on a mini stool and plays around yeah, with a load yeah, of plugs. Yeah. Maybe they're just sat there waiting and thinks, right, let's wait for everyone to go to bed and draw the curtains. Bang, turn the street lights off, save save a few quits. Uh, Hannah Duncan in uh, Brixham, my old hometown, in Devon says "Uh, they've been at it for a while baffles me when I go back and visit I have to get the iPhone torch on to light my way home what is this the 1800s it's a scandal that goes right to the very top folks Has this been happening to you? Marie Turner says on Twitter, Chelmsford do it, and now I've moved to Southampton, they do it there as well. I've said it back to her on Twitter, maybe it's just her. Uh, (laughs) It could could be. be.
1: Uh, Nameless text uh, says, uh, it's said they switch off the streetlights in low
0: crime areas to save money. That's going to make it a crime area then, isn't it? Because there's loads of women as well who are walking back thinking, actually, I don't fancy walking down... That Jack the Ripper path, thanks very much. And we've got Simone on the line right now. Simone, what's the situation where you are?
3: Yeah, well, they've been doing it in Wake groups for years, but... For ages, because
0: uh, every time we'd come back from the pub, it was always pitch black, like at two o'clock in the morning. Well, no, the weird thing is, I, I uh, take my youngest daughter Thea to Great Wakering to go to the graveyard there because she's obsessed with graveyards. On the recommendation of Emma Jones from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, who is a native of Great Wakering in Essex. Uh, so I imagine street lights off in that kind of gothic surroundings and graveyards and <laughs> the moonlight. It must be terrifying walking home there.
3: Yeah, well, there's a lot of alleyways, and not um, Whenever I sort of go home, I have to go through alleyways to get home and there's, like, pitch black. And oh. You just don't know where you go. It's like a Hammer <laughs>
0: Horror movie or something, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'd be happy to have, like, a whip round, yeah. local council whip round, chuck <laughs> an extra five quid in the metre, and uh, we can have lights on in the night-time. What do you reckon?
3: Yeah, I think that you know, it's been needed
0: in Wake Group for a long time. <laughs> we should set up a new website. It's not called GoFundMe, <laughs> GoLightMe. Like go like me, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darren Fraser in Durness has offered an alternative take. He says, the most northwesterly place in the United Kingdom. Uh, the streetlights, he's got a point, streetlights destroy the night sky. We don't need them. Nothing beats a sky full of stars at this time of year. The Aurora Borealis, Ooh. which I think is the first time it's ever been mentioned on this show. Quite a few people uh, confuse this show with Panorama. It's been that Case this evening. I've uh, been talking about the fact that uh is it is it a thing that local councils t- sneakily turn off the streetlights at night whilst we're all asleep to save a few bob, economy five and all that kind of thing. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. Hopefully, Ken who's on the line now can help us delve a bit further because he's involved with a bit of council work. Is that the case, Ken? I do a bit,
3: yes. I've worked there for considerable time, yeah. Twenty-five years, yeah. Right mm-hmm.
0: then, so we've got an inside line with Ken here. Ken, spill the beans, be a whistleblower. What's going on? What are they doing with the money <laughs> they're stealing from the streets at night?
3: <laughs> what are they doing? Well they using it to uh you know to crack your rubbish make sure they can still crack your rubbish and keep your parks going and things like that so not only that it's to save carbon as well so there is an environmental side to things as well it's not just about oh. saving cash so
0: okay so what is it, it's an actual tactic then a council thing to turn them off properly then at like one o'clock in the morning
3: for some councils yes they all have different ideas so some people switch them off some of them dim them down like we do with the new LED lights so we dim them down to Thirty percent after midnight, oh. um, some switch them off altogether. Uh, yeah, so there's various. M- most counties have different a different. Policy I, I really feel like really. the fact that they're
0: dark now, and it is quite. It's really hard to see where you're going when you're walking home from the pub or anywhere like that. Um, <laughs> it, it, maybe maybe the onus is back on us then, the public, to to have light as we go. So maybe this this could see the return of the old fashioned lantern, like I said, from the Shackleton expedition or something <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> good, yeah, good, could, yeah. I
1: have an alleyway that I have to walk through on my walk home from the train station after the show. Yeah. I have to make sure I've saved 1% on my phone to make <laughs> sure that I can get through that alleyway <laughs> with the iPhone torch on. You need to
0: get yourself a lantern, mate. <laughs> that's the way forwards. <laughs> yeah, we need lanterns going forward, definitely. Heard it from the council. You heard it from the council <laughs> themselves. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> home time with Bush and Richie on a Monday night the radio show that has a radio station for every decade and right now it's time to jump through time you are now traveling on a trip into the unknown in a long dark tunnel
2: through time the years fly past age ceases to exist where will you land will you ever return to your own time only Bush and Richie can save you now as you travel through the decades with
3: Tesco mobile
0: One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win yourself 500 quid? No one's done it so far. Could you be the first on the line uh, uh, to play, uh, start a brand new week of contestants? We have the brilliant Kenny. Kenny, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Essex. Uh, Kenny,
1: your weekend out of ten, give it a a score. Uh, About seven and a half. Okay. that's alright right. what was the best bit what was what was the best bit, bit about it Kenny uh,
2: receiving my um, breakfast show mug eventually <laughs>
1: well, oh. I mean, do you know what they're, they're sought after things your Dave Barry breakfast show mug
0: can I tell you the reason why it takes so long I don't know people are aware of this but on the Dave Barry breakfast show Matt Dyson um, after he finishes the show he goes to a porter cabin and he does all their sending out of stuff like that as well He can. it takes a little while to get round to things because he's quite slow to package and parcel up and Dave's but, got his own kiln as he's well. got his own kiln which is how he fires them so uh, this is how it works Oh, fantastic.
1: Right, Kenny, uh, here's the rules for the competition. Uh, We're going to give you seven questions, one from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 90s, noughties, 10s, and the present day. Uh, You've got 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven, correct? You can't pass on a question, however, and when the time's up, game's over, game ends. All makes sense? it makes perfect sense. All
0: right, now, listening to Kenny's voice, what, what decade are we thinking he's starting from? I reckon Kenny could be a 70s man. No, nearly. Next one up. You're going to start in the 80s. 80s, very popular choice. Good luck.
1: Okay, well, Kenny, uh, good luck. Let's play Through the Decades. Through the Decades. Right, Kenny, name the 1980 film based on the life of John Merrick Elephant Man.
0: Correct. 90s, Dookie is the third studio album by which American band? Can you repeat a question, please? Dookie is the third studio album by which American band? Dookie.
1: Um, Uh, No.
0: Dookie. Oh, no, I'm going to fall at the second hurdle. Um, Still plenty of time. Big American band from the 90s. Oh, dear.
3: Um, uh, Nirvana. No. uh,
0: Two words. It's two words, the name of this band.
2: ZZ Top. It's um, not ZZ Top. Two
0: letters <laughs> word. Come, on, come on, Kenny, lads.
3: Uh,
1: uh, no. No.
0: Time's up. You're a loser and you have lost. Time is up. Kenny, that I'm afraid awful. the answer was Green Day, you're stuck forever oh. in the 90s. Oh, don't do that was my best decade. We can listen to
1: some Green Day stuff, Duke. He's
0: a great album. And you'll be wearing uh, Joe Bloggs outfits for the rest of your life. You're trapped there forever, Kenny. So I do apologize yeah, and, about that. I mean not that's, that's top, yep.
1: No winner today, <laughs> which means we do play a game tomorrow.
0: And if you can't wait until then, you can play the Through the Decades game on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying open the Through the Decades game. <laughs>
1: A survey of 4,000 people uh, by an insurance company has named the biggest regrettable purchase uh, during lockdown, and it is hot tubs. Hot tubs? Yes. Uh, there have been many, 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 many... There's been a huge spike in insurance claims against hot tubs because people have been buying them during the lockdown, they might have been saving on their commuting or whatever or working from home kind of thing, and thinking, oh, well, buy that. It's a lockdown purchase. Loads of insurance claims on hot tubs, um, parasols falling in hot tubs, birds eating hot tub covers or
0: or eating the sides of hot tubs and Would, hot tubs splitting. So, you mean like slightly hooky ones just so you can get your money back? Exactly, yes. Oh, another expose on this show. <laughs> it's yes. a night
1: of them, isn't it? So, we thought if, if, if it, it certainly appears to be that there's a story in a hot tub. So, we've decided we're going to devote the final hour of the show to hot tubs and your hot tub stories. And we're going to actually spend our final 50 or so minutes in a hot tub.
0: If you're going to listen to stories about them and, and solicit for stories about them, you may as well be in one. That's that's the view we were taking in a pair of trunks each, of course.
1: So pop us a text. 812.15 is the number to text. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. If you have any story that you think is worthy of sharing with this home time show... But the key thing... It's a story that is
0: integral around our hot tub. We want to hear it. And we've 100% gone all in and committed to this. We've spent on the hot tub, we've spent on the background music. Uh, We're going to do this right the way through till 7 o'clock. So I don't want to put any unfair pressure on our listeners, but if they don't come in with any um, stories or anything, it's just going to be me and you sat making small talk in a pair of trunks each.
1: And neither of us have a hot tub, so it really could stink. So hot tub stories...
0: Go. So we have blown uh, the entire year's show budget to get a hot tub, as you can hear we're in the up. studio this evening. We're one right now. We've dipped the uh, dipped the lights. Got some nice music on in the background. Just welcoming in your stories, essentially. The lines are open. There are people waiting to take your calls, and we're hoping to do one full hour of hot tub chat right the way through till 7. 8.12.15, pop us a text. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Shane says, on honeymoon, I turned on the water jets to our hot tub, and within seconds, it was filled with bugs that must have made their home in the pipes. It was a right move mood killer right it's not really the it's firecracker not, start we're after not the vibe that we were
1: there's more to come i'm sure of this you know they're, they're a big purchase
0: maybe you of these people installs these kind of things and you've installed a hot tub at a famous yeah. person's house that's the kind of thing tell we're us, after.
1: it's hot tub hour on home time uh, pete says recently went to a luxury lodge in northumberland it had a hot tub we weren't able to use
0: it because there was a toxic algae bloom oh dear Nice. Another nice one. There's another mood killer for you right there. Uh, But we we, we want your hot tub stories this evening. I'm very excited we've got Norman on the line. Norman, tell us your hot tub story.
3: Yeah, um, a few years back, I stayed at a hotel on the ground floor and outside the patio doors there was a hot tub Mm -hmm. and it happened to have a a bottle of bubble bath. So I jumped in the hot tub with my wife and uh, poured in the bottle of uh, uh, bubble stuff. Then suddenly we were totally <laughs> engulfed in bubbles and had to fight our way out of the hot tub.
0: So you put a <laughs> bottle of matey in and it went absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah,
3: probably. Yeah, I'd never been in a hot tub before, and this is a new experience.
1: And uh, how did that go down with the hotel?
3: Um, well, it was just a load of soap on the grass outside the hot, hot tub.
0: Have so, you have you been in a hot tub since?
3: Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> the
1: final hour of the show has been hot tub hour. Bush and I have spent it in a hot tub. Uh, we have it's been, been a blast, haven't cele- it? So it has. I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. I've
0: had to take my glasses off though because they have steamed up. It's one of the downsides. that Surely the people who invent the boffins that invent the hot tub technology can deal with the whole steamy glasses thing.
1: Come on. We've been celebrating your hot tub stories after this uh, news of this insurance
0: spike uh, in hot tub claims because of everyone buying them during lockdown. Uh, Loving your stories, this one here says I bought a hot tub and an outdoor telly I felt like a complete fraud when I had to go and buy speakers because I could not hear the telly over my jets. <laughs> Hashtag
1: real-word problems. Uh, Craig says I didn't buy my hot tub. It came as what I thought was a bonus of the house. Ooh. I was quite incorrectly informed that it cost £1 per day to run. Following a series of £500 per month bills, wow. I've quickly turned it off. It makes a really good table for drinks.
0: Fantastic. Loving your work. We've got Jim on the line. Jim, tell us your hot tub story. So- we, we um, rented a flat in
2: Whistler in Canada, and when we got there, the hot tub was empty. Anyway, the hot tub got filled after a few days or a couple of months, and uh, we all jumped in, spent hours in there for about three or four days. Um, on day five, the water suddenly replaced with crystal clear blue water, and uh, one of our neighbours is in there cracking up at the guys who'd spent the last four days. Bathing in the chemical cleaning fluid.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh Jim! Deary me! <laughs> what was the smell? Did you have a good smell on you guys when you're walking around, having embalmed yourself in chemical cleaning fluids? No, no, it, it
2: did change the colour of our uh, of our swimming trunks quite considerably, but no, <laughs> the smell wasn't too bad.
0: Deary me! That's a cracker.
1: So hopefully you enjoyed our first little dip into uh, conceptual radio. See what well, I did there, little dip. Uh, oh, yeah, time yeah, we spent yeah. Kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like that. In the hot tub there. Sarah texted, we didn't read this out uh, during the broadcast version of the show, but um, I think this is quite nice. Hello, everybody. Just to say, I worked on the hot tub research for the insurance company Aviva. You've absolutely made my night with your hot tub hour.
0: Hey, well, it might make a comeback if you get nice texts like that.